Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at ESPN 690 and Action Sports Jacks presents Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau. We're going to have to show a little more patience than the year two pom-pom people. Casey Kurtz. Yo! But what are we doing, bro? Come on! And Aaron Schachter. I'm, I'm all in favor of these two showing their love, really celebrating their relationships. This is Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, and Aaron Schachter on Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio, ESPN 690. Hey, what's up on a Wednesday? We move into Indianapolis Colts week for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but we still go backwards a little bit. They are not allowed to, perhaps. 24-hour rule, well in the rear view, but we are. <laughs> and how will it change uh, heading into... Week number two of the NFL season. And quite frankly, how important is this football game for the Jacksonville Jaguars? It seems like it could be massive if you start, you know, looking at where the Jags will be the next few weeks or a couple weeks after this one on, uh, you know, the betting favorite list uh, to win a football game. So how badly do the Jacksonville Jaguars need a win is kind of something that's been burning my mind uh, throughout the last uh, 24 hours or so. And I think Trevor Lawrence really could use a win uh, here in Jacksonville. Brent Martin, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. Let's solve one of the world's problems right now before we get going. Because I like I, the way I, that sounds in uh, the business. Right, get right into Trevor and the Jags. And we got Austin Lane joining us at 3.30. And we've oh. got uh, Clay Harbor, I hope. Uh, joining us in the 4 o'clock hour. You don't mind Casey? He's just surprised. I know. Casey, yeah. Casey's been trying to make this uh, the, the war. Casey is very much like uh, one of these kids whose parents get divorced when they're young and then he's got this reunification <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> and I'm, nice. I'm over here like That's... new mom going, what? I'm important too. <laughs> just... I'm here to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a very good analogy. We all find out. <laughs> like I've really only lived through it twice. Don't worry about me. It's a really good analogy. Uh, <laughs> but you, you know what I can't stand? I found lately. I've been building websites a little bit for the Dream 18. This is interesting. And, and when I say build the websites, I'm not yeah. talking like from scratch. But they're okay. they're very user friendly. All right. So let's just say we got a silent auction coming up, right? So yeah. I got to put pictures in, or when we do some presentations for guys that we might have on the show. Uh, that that are we're trying to get like on Jack's Report Live on Monday nights or something, and I'm talking to agents, and so I've been utilizing a lot of pictures, oh, yeah, you know, for those presentations and things like that to make it look nice. Well, why is it that we have this format called like HEIC? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's an iPhone Hick. format. Why do we have the hike? So if you're really curious to Hick. to nerd out a little bit, it's it's a compression format, right? So uh, iPhones go, hey, videos and beautiful pictures, those are big files, but we like to share between phones. So to make that easier and faster, they created a, a, a different kind of compression that makes it smaller so you can trade it faster. So now every time I download it, I have to now export it as like a JPEG. Yep. It's another step for Brent. And I don't is, want another this step. Is this all, is like a nonsensical step. This is all iPhone's fault. Because By iPhone, the way, I have a Mac. Why wouldn't it read it? It should, actually. That's dumb. 
That, that is Apple being stupid because it's their own ecosystem. And they close it on purpose, by the way. See, I'm, I'm one of these Android people. You guys know me as a green bubble person. Oh, you yeah. have bubbles, dog. You're just green. I'm just green. I don't even know. Me I, and Brent have bubbles. You I've don't have bubbles. owned an you're iPhone. Green, I wouldn't, but you're, an I, you're a problem when I have to iMessage you guys. Yeah, but but yeah, I can tell you that. You're bubbleless. Here's why my phone is great, because it works with every other computer in the world, every other file in the world, That's fine. except for the iPhone stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't get... I understand. Listen, iPhone... Uh, Apple, they figured it out right. They've changed everything now to the lightning cord, so nothing works. You know, they're you, about to change the USB too. thing. They change it all the time on us. Yep. And so oh, you got to buy, buy the forty-five toys. dollar dongle. No big deal. Oh, yeah, you got to buy everything separate. Like you know, we're trained to do it. We mm -hmm. do it. You know, I'm about to buy a new phone. And, I don't even need one. And but now this bothers me, like <laughs> the file the extension. Hike. <laughs> I mean, what's the point? It's like nobody can read it or see it. It's like, how can this be so hard? I can see five million different formats of pictures, JPEG, PNG. I, ran I, mean, into I can't this problem see as Hike. Well. And all they do is advertise their phone. It should be able to see, be seen everywhere. Yeah, I was trying to do that thing when I was at the soccer game, and I was putting stuff in my OneDrive, and OneDrive was like, nah, bro, we don't take the hike. And I was like, well, I mean, listen, this is going to damper things. In the grand scheme of things, it's just one more step. But, but it's on. an annoying step. Yeah. Aren't these supposed to be smartphones making my life more efficient? Well, that Say, one, Brent, that say one, the classic line. Smartphones goes making us dumb. To the lowest common denominator. They have to make that easy enough for grandmothers to use. By the way, when you say that file extension, you sound like a, a German track and field trainer. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Or Mr. Miyagi's cousin. Either one. You're either German or Japanese. PNG's my PNG favorite. PNG is good. PNG's, I think, my Still favorite. It's a larger, larger file, but still good. good. I like the resolution. Oh, look at you. Ping. I've learned so much. Not everyone's got the cash for that cloud space, Brent. Got to flex on them with the cloud. Oh, my cloud's been, space has been, like, full for a year and a half. <laughs> Least surprising the, thing I've heard, actually. <laughs> I keep getting the, the notification. It's, it's like, I don't know, man. It's waste too much time to even, if I lose it, I lose it now. Whatever. <laughs> yep. Amen, <laughs> like, I'll just build it again. The cost of doing business. <laughs> yeah. That's like my contacts. Has anyone ever gone through their contacts and went, oh, my God, like, 75% of the people in here I'll never talk to for the rest of my life. Yeah, I got a lot of those. Yeah. How many pictures do you have on your phone? Total? Yeah. Like, on the phone or in the cloud? I, I don't know. Because like there's you, a big when, difference. When you put up, when I put up all photos. Yeah. And. That's not the fun thing, up? by the way. The fun thing is to go to the kids and be like, who who did I take more pictures of? Because uh, yeah. now it's a competition. I always say this, though. I have more pictures of TPC Sawgrass, the 17th hole, than I have of, like, any of my kids. And I have a lot of pictures of my kids. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of pictures three 3,499 pictures. Wow. <laughs> See? I'm, I'm around 2,700. 2,700? Yeah. I have 72,000. Whoa. 72, Do you not use the cloud? Holy crap. 5,970 of them not uploaded to the cloud. Oh, there you go. So you're <laughs> yeah. using the cloud there. Your last 7,000 items could not be saved in iCloud. You don't Seems have enough right. storage, it says. Oh, you got to clear it out or throw Apple some money there then. I, I think I'm at the max. Don't they max it out? Yeah, they Yeah, do. well, they give you different tiers, at least on... In Google, uh, <laughs> you can buy a couple of terabytes. Yeah, the, the iCloud one, you can't buy the terabytes. Oh, wow. So, believe me, I would have already bought it. Wow. That's a lot of videos. You and figure pictures. they want to make money at some point. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's it. I hope, I, I hope we helped your life and your phone and everything else. I don't think we solved anything, actually. No, nothing. But now you know what hike is. <laughs> and it's awful. It's hiking awful. It means if you're in Berlin, it's time to start running. That's what I mean. <laughs> uh, Brent Martin, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. All right. I asked Trevor Lawrence this question. All right. I hate when people do that. I just did it. Uh, the nice. <laughs> I did. 
Guys, I think he needs a win. Yeah? Like, no, I, th- I think he really needs a win. Now, like when you say need, Casey needs a hug? Yes, most of the time. Like, I think Trevor needs a win. I'm going to need one today. But when this. you say need, what part of him needs it? Or do we need it for him? No, no. I Listen, this town needs a win. Yeah. Right, no doubt. The fan base needs a win. The ticket sales people need a win. Like, there's a lot of people that need a win. Yeah. And so this is not in that context. The context is, I think this young man needs a win. I think I can see it now on his face a little bit. I can. I think there was so much there last week and missed some easy ones. And I just feel, and again, this is certainly just me kind of speculating, mm-hmm. but I think he's getting a little bit fatigued about talking the L's. Yeah. Um, it's only 18, but you've got to remember, this is a cat that didn't lose. Yeah, I was going to say, when's the last time he had a lose on a regular basis? It probably has never happened for him. Yeah. No, no, like, that's like, not, this isn't like a, hey, uh, hyperbole. Mm-hmm. No, it's never. That's right. He lost four times in high school and college. And I've always wondered when they drafted him, how would he handle uh, the rough spots, the adversity? Well, he did a brilliant job of that last year. Mm-hmm. He did a brilliant job. And he did it way better than I think anybody could have expected. But he has never lost like this. Yeah. And, and I'm a big believer right now. I'm almost a little like, guys, we cannot continue to just lay, loop everything in with last year and the last 15 years I've been here and the bad seasons. Like, it can't be every time they lose. I don't think it can be like that for that, those people in the, the building. Yeah. I mean, Doug Peterson is 0-1. And Doug Peterson was like, shoot, man, we almost scored like 37 points and we should have. Like, Doug Peterson has plenty of reasons to be kind of like bullish on where they're at right at this moment. But the rest of the city, uh, the talk, the the here we go again, like I think that's it's a bit unfair on this team. They just have to wear it because it's been so bad around here. But beyond all that, I think just Trevor Lawrence needs a win. I think it's eaten at him. I think that one ate at him, and I, I don't know. Oh, but I'm going to so guess that he didn't sleep too well Sunday night. It was right there in his grasp. That's, that's really, I think, the toughest part is, like, it was his for the taking. Well, and he missed, like, he's a really good player throughout his life. And he did some things that really good players don't do. Like, you don't miss some of the layups that he missed. And in that sense, I think he's got to be, it's really got to eat at him. You know, uh, I mean, this wasn't just, like, one layup either. There was a few and uh, some of them were other people's partly their fault and stuff. But it's just I think it's adding up. And I don't – if they don't win this week, it could add up to – I mean, listen, they are going to be sincere underdogs against the Chargers, and they yep. should be. And probably against the Eagles, and they should be. That's going to be a couple of weeks. And if you go 0-4, and, and now Trevor's 3-18 and 18 in his professional life, Ah, starting to worry about him a little bit from that sense. I'm not worried about him from an Mentally. NFL quarterbacking standpoint. From a mental standpoint, just taking on so many losses, you're saying. I think uh, I think the time is now to get a W. And I think there's plenty of things to like about Trevor and his play, and we can complain about the other stuff. But, again, I just get the feeling that this one really probably ate at him because of the, the ETN play, that just off the mark to Zay Jones, even the high throw to ETN, which because guys blame themselves. You know, when you go in football, when you go to take accountability for stuff, you see what you did well, you see what you didn't do well. And when a play goes amiss, you say, hey, what did I? what could I have done better? Especially as the quarterback, you have to wear all that. And believe me. The ETN play was all on ETN, but you can still say the ball wasn't perfectly placed, is yeah. my point. It wasn't right? in his bread box. He had to go up and get it. So 
I don't know. Am I over? I, I try not to be over dramatic. I mean, we're not talking. It's it's not a one game season. I'm not saying their season's lost. This is still a team that we're, is scheduled to maybe win six games. But right. Also, to be fair to your point, you're also talking about three and eighteen, not a one game season. Yes, uh, and I think that here's the thing. I think for him, because he's had to unfortunately weather all the urban stuff and be the face of the franchise. I think it is still whether he wants to. I know it's a new season, but for him, it's still three and fifteen. Yeah, and he's had to answer these questions. And I'm not telling you he did a good job today answering the questions. But I just felt like I don't know how much longer this kid can answer these kind of questions, and yeah. especially looped in because you know what? It's really hard to ask questions about the Jags losing without looping it into the whole thing. I mean, we're still so early in the season. It's like. Well, what about last year? Like, I haven't caught myself. I was going to ask him today. There was time last year, remember when Trevor said, hey, I just got to go let it rip? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I almost asked him, I'm like, did you just let it rip the other day? Did you feel like that? And whether it just didn't get around to me in time or or, or I was like, I don't know, man. Are we? This year is totally different, right? He hasn't said that this year. Like, is that a fair question even to loop into last year? And so there, there are – I'm not that. saying it's unfair or fair questions, but like, – I do wonder sometimes, are the questions relative to what they're going through right now? Or are we just always going to say, well, this happened last year and this happened the last 15 years. So, hey, Trevor, uh, do you remember 2012 when they couldn't score six points? Like, uh, no, I was like 10. (laughs) You know, that's what he'd say. But I get a sense that that's what we do because we have all experienced it. We have lived it. It's been painstaking. But, you know, if it was his comments, it's fair to ask him if this is still a continuance, if this is like a career thing or if this is like a... That was last year. This is this year. It's a different mentality. I think it's a fair question. What would you say, Casey? Do you think he just kind of went out there and ball, like, let it rip? The, uh, because I would say no, but then you got that play to, like, Marvin Jones, and it's like, damn, man, he just let it rip. Like, you got to catch to Christian Kirk or a throw to Kirk, right? I mean, wouldn't you say he had moments of just letting it rip? Yeah, he took some shots. He can't say no. It wasn't all day, every day, Casey. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I'll give it to you. You're downfield a couple of times. He did. But I think I equate that with, you know, more of playing versus when I think of let it rip, I'm thinking of just straight up throwing it to the other team with Tennessee because he didn't care. Oh, no, but I don't think that's what he's talking about. He might talk about just go play. Just go play and like yeah. almost like you're in the backyard and it's like, okay, just do your thing because I'm so talented, right? And he is. He's really talented. So yeah. right now he's – if he just goes and plays and throws the ball, nine out of ten times it's going to probably be pretty good. But my guess, I'm telling you, this is – We've seen this before, guys. When guys don't want to make mistakes, what he's guarded against a little bit right now as he enters year two, his big fix from year one was the 17 interceptions. And so I'm telling you, I think the reason why he throws that ball over ETN in the end zone is because the only way it doesn't get intercepted is if he throws it long. So he's erring on the side of caution. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's a dink. Like, just go play and throw it where it's supposed to be. You know, because Trevor Lawrence can make that throw in his sleep. Like, he doesn't even have to have his eyes open for that throw. Well, his eyes are open. Mm-hmm. But so I my, understand the point you're making, but, yeah. My point is, because like, I've seen this before. I've seen it with, with other guys that have had, you know, turnovers were the thing and don't make mistakes and blah, 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 that you start sailing them a little deeper out of bounds or more toward the boundary or, you know, you'll skip it in there instead of putting it in harm's way and, 
See, Trevor doesn't have to worry about a lot of that because his arm strength and his talent is so good that he can stuff it almost anywhere. And by the way, when your arm talent's really good and you're kind of a gunslinger, you're going to get picked off and you're going to make mistakes. Uh, maybe sometimes a lot, but you're also going to win a bunch of games on that arm strength. So that's where's the balance, that point. right? Yeah, where's the balance? Once, If he were to roll off at some point in this season, three wins in a row where he plays excellent ball, I'm telling you, you're going to see that it's going to be like, whoa. But he just has to get there. And when are they going to get there is a fair question to ask. Well, if you're looking for three wins in a row, I would say October 9th through the 23rd might be as good a chance as you got. Yeah, and they might have to do it, though, facing 0-4 start. Yeah. And now what are the questions like? What is the feeling like? Um, I don't care who you are. Any team that's 0-4, if they weren't to win this week, if any team that's 0-4 feels like nothing like they felt like to start the season. No. And that doesn't and, – and now you add the Jags on top of that who have come off – Multiple All these bad, bad years. Seasons, yeah. And now you add Trevor on top of that, who's never experienced anything like this. That's tough. And so, as well as he has he handled last year, again, I can't say enough about how well he handled it, and I don't think anybody else can. The one thing worse than last year, believe it or not, for these guys, is losing. Mm. And losing, like, more than you're used to. Like, does Trevor Lawrence know how to pull himself out of... I wouldn't say a funk because I don't think he's in a funk. But I'm just saying the losing mentality. I don't even want to, don't even want to say I think that. I mean, this is like, but I'm just saying, does he know how to pull out of three wins and 15 losses in his career? He's never in his life had to do it. And yeah. so what is his mentality right now? I don't know. Like I, I, And I'm not doubting that it's like, oh, my gosh, like he needs to go see a sports psychologist. Like he's got the yips. I mean, That's not what I'm saying. I just start. I feel like it's going to start to weigh on him soon. I think not this, already. Yeah, this game is a big game in my opinion uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but maybe more so for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, for multiple reasons, aside from the fact they need a win, it's in conference. It's against a team that if you get a win against, you position yourself nicely. Like there are lots of reasons why the Jags need to bring it this weekend. This I always wondered. Like there have been times over the last fifteen years here when you wondered, man, if they would have win three in a row, what does it do to the psyche of X team, the makeup? Like we actually always wondered this, ironically, when Gus Bradley was coaching. Like, and they did in the second half of his first year, amazingly won four out of five. But they never did that again. And so if they had ever had the success of four out of five, the Gus way of doing things where everybody thought it was so player friendly and, and like he breeds confidence and, hey, this, it's got, we got it rolling now. Like, where does that take you as a player or as a football team? And you're like, holy cow, we're just rolling now, right? We always wondered. We never know. Yeah. I mean, it never happened. So we just never know. And I'm not – it's just totally separate discussion. I was just giving an example of that. I wonder if Trevor, if he wins this week and then they end up one and three, but then they roll off three in a row in that October stretch mm-hmm. that you're talking about and he's playing like really good football, like now we might get that next level. Like we might see that, oh boy, look at this guy. Look at this guy when he feels good, when yep. he trusts everything, when he's got the scoreboard lighting up and the W's are coming. But in fairness, we got to get there. I got to see it. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. And, and I think that's a hard thing. Like, I think it's way harder than probably any of us want to give credit to. Uh, when, I mean, because, because here's the other thing. If you start looking down the road on the big picture stuff, when you get off to a 3-15 and 15 start to your career, hell, it's so hard just to get back to 500 <laughs> as a quarterback. Yeah, you run off 12 in a row. I mean, that's really hard. Yeah. 
So, like, all the, I mean, again, I'm not sitting here saying he's listening to every show and tweet and all that stuff, but the naysayers always like, yeah, but he's only 10 and 22, you know? I mean, that, that three and 14 season is going to hurt him for a bit. I mean, it might take four years for, for him to overcome that first season from a win-loss record. I look at this guy, you know, entering into this season, and, and while I have to imagine he's carrying the last year with him, it's not in the way that maybe I would carry the year with me in that just because he's never lost before doesn't mean he has to figure out how to win. Like, he's very familiar with that feeling and, and why he wants it. I just think... He's just he he's got to be like one of these routine guys. Most of these athletes are right. Like they just they do their thing because this has worked for them forever and routine, routine, routine. Don't vary. Make sure you're doing what you need to be doing, taking care of yourself, your body, your mind, your spirit, all that stuff. I don't think he has to figure out how to win, but he definitely needs one right now. If if for anything else to calm everybody down and get us back to to zero on this season. Yeah, and I guess the moral of my story and comment is you just brought and you're not wrong. You just brought up, hey, you got to calm everybody down. I really think he's got to get a win maybe to calm himself down. Yeah, maybe. Because, Casey, we talk about it, right? He looks he's a little uncomfortable, too hard right? Probably pre- is he pressing a little bit? Probably. Is he going to start to press a little bit? Yeah. Naturally, you would, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to do more. This whole French, he knows this, right? He's a smart kid. He knows this is all on him. Yep. The, the success of this franchise, unfortunately, and, you know, for him to have it all on his shoulders is on his shoulders. It's not on Doug Peterson's shoulders. It's on Trevor Lawrence's shoulders. And he knew that when he got drafted. He knew the expectation. He's lived through that at Clemson. He's done it before. Like, he knows what that feels like. But, I mean, even Clemson, they had one. They had Deshaun Watson, and they had one. He's, he never turn around this type of thing here and then go through the mess that he went with last year, you know? How, many, how much percentage of the learning do you put on the coach for a rookie quarterback? Like, the rookie quarterback's going to learn a lot of stuff on the field, but how much are they going to learn from their coach or their coaching staff? Well, I think a tremendous amount, especially a guy like Peters. So if you consider that, well, what, what, what Trevor had last year, then you can't really say he played a, played a full season of experience if he had such a, a lack of that uh, education coming from his head coach or even some some other folks on the coaching staff. Yeah. Like, it, it's not even a full season for him. But I always talk about scar tissue, guys. Like, I think this is a big problem with Blaine Gabbert back in the day. I have no idea if Blaine would have been any good. I'm just saying he really wasn't good because he got hit a gazillion times, had no receivers, and it, he just couldn't come back from it. To be honest with you, Blake Bortles actually came back from it at times. Mm. Like, he got hit 50-something times his rookie year, sacked, and he kind of came back from it. He had a good, well, somewhat good year the next year in 14. I'm telling you, scar tissue is a bigger thing in sports. Just go play golf. <laughs> tell me once you start shanking it. Amen. Hey, real quick before we go to break, uh, solving the world's problems just to bring the whole segment back together. Matthew Rank on YouTube, Apple is supposedly man? making a build built-in peak converter on all the devices. Look for it in your latest I, iOS. I update. believe you pronounced oh. that. Hayek. Oh, hi. Thanks, <laughs> Matthew Rank. Appreciate it, buddy. Bless you. Uh, we'll be back on ESPN 690. They should all sting, and you know, I, 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 you know, you've heard the phrase, you should hate losing more than you like to win, and you know, um, especially when it's self-inflicted. You know, I, I can handle a loss if we get beat, right? I mean, both both good games, you know, our good games back and forth comes out of the end, you can get beat, right? 
but when when you you make the mistakes that we did, the amount of mistakes on, on both sides of the ball, it, it just it's harder. It's harder to stomach. And of course, is Doug Peterson today? Yep. Brent Martineau, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. Just checking. That in. Was. You're looking for confirmation. <laughs> yeah, that uh, was him. It was him. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if he is him, but, you know. He, we're going to find out if he is him over the next couple of years, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Doug Peterson uh, talked a lot about a bunch of different topics you'll hear about it. Uh, continues to defend, by the way, the pass-to-run ratio. Uh, and I would expect, I, and this is going to be a conversation point, but I would expect the Jags to run it a lot more early in this game. And nothing to do with Doug throwing it, and people will think that's why. I think it's got to do with protecting the offensive line. Because yep. the offensive line just didn't do a good enough job against pass pro. And this is a pretty formidable front coming in, too, uh, for the you ain't Indianapolis Colts. With the Colts, yeah, you ain't kidding. Brent Martin, no Casey Kurtz, Aaron Schachter. And now joined by Austin Lane. What? Oh, no. What's oh, up, Austin Lane? my goodness. <laughs> Casey is nervous about this segment. He I'm not nervous. I'm not What's going to happen here? Austin still likes me. Casey, what are you nervous about, man? Oh, on, man. I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous. I, I, they should okay. be nervous. I, think I we're still swear to God, Brent, if I see you looking at Austin in some kind of flattering way while I'm in this room, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> What's happening? Nothing too much, guys. Just uh, just hanging out. Just had to run some errands. Just got back home. Obviously, uh, getting prepared for my fight coming up here next Tuesday. So, just kind of the same old, same old. All right, here's the deal. Uh, well, I want to ask you about Jags, too. Um, oh, hope yeah. life is good. But uh, the the big fight Tuesday, right? I mean, we were talking, yeah. heck, if you go back, when was the last time you fought? Oh, that's a great question, man. Was um, it February? I think it, I think it was February, yeah, yeah. So it's been a little bit. All right, so coming off there, we thought you might get the call. Remember, we thought you might get the call sure. for uh, the one in Jacksonville. And you were real close and uh, so now you go to the Dana White Contender Series, and correct me if I'm, I'm not right on any of this, but then, uh, but this is big. I mean, this is big time Tuesday night, right? Yeah, man, you, you've uh, definitely done your homework to say. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a big fight. You know, this is an opportunity where if I win this fight, um, I'll be signing a UFC contract, so there's definitely a lot on the line. Um, you know, and it's not something I've done this before. Um, you know, my Greg Hardy fight would have been back in uh, 2018. Um, that was under, like, the same event and everything. So, yeah, it'll start around 8 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, check your local listings, as I always say. And, um, yeah, Brent, thanks for – I think I still have the, the company password for ESPN+, Plus, so my family can watch it. So they, uh, <laughs> I they appreciate you guys yeah, as well. No thanks. problem. I keep, get, I keep getting Milwaukee Brewers stuff all the time. I was just doing this. <laughs> the, uh, um, so who are you fighting? And yeah. how ready are you? I mean, you got to be itching to fight, man. It's been a long time. I mean, outside of Casey wanting you to fight with with us or me, yeah. um, that hasn't happened. <laughs> Correct. Yet. No, it's um, it's definitely been a long time coming. I'm more than ready. Um, training camp was great. You know, even if it wasn't, I would buy and say it was good. But it was actually a great training camp. Um, you know, I was able to stay pretty injury free, which is the most important part. Um, I'll be fighting a guy by the name of Richard Jacoby, who's fighting out of Brazil. It'll be his first time fighting in the U.S. Um, he is 6-0-1, which means he has one draw, and that was his last fight. Um, traditionally, when you think of like Brazilian fighters, you think of guys that have a really great ground game and great jiu-jitsu because you know, that's where jiu-jitsu is from. But this is the exact opposite. This is a striker um, who's very patient. And if you looked at him, he's kind of unassuming in terms of athleticism, but he's got a great high kick, he's got great striking, and he's more of a counter puncher. So he's going to be very patient out there. 
So um, this, to me, is a fight that's kind of tailor-made where i got to be myself, but I have to be patient. I can't rush in and make a mistake. And if it goes to the ground, I'll be pretty confident uh, from there as well. You ever catch yourself having to, like, reset your mindset, Austin, when you see a guy who you say is or or, or someone who might be unassuming ath- uh, athletically? I don't know. I'm looking at pictures of him. He's not the most – he's a big dude, but he's not, like, yeah. one of these, like, chisel. He's he's no Clay Harbor. <laughs> as no, far as he's no Austin chisel. Lane. <laughs> yeah, right. Six, six, Austin Lane. 45. Well, uh, so yeah, you ever- Aaron, yeah, you know, I mean, when I'm – obviously, every fight you have to kind of handle differently depending on the opponent's skill set. But, like, I always try to, when I enter the cage, you know, yeah, I have to be wary of his high kick. I have to be wary of his counterpunch and all that stuff. But it's more of what I do, you know, and, and that's something like I, I can always control. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we tailored a game plan a little bit specifically for my opponent coming up here. But most importantly, it's what I do well and making sure that I'm on point, you know. And I think if you do that, um, you know, and you obviously remain calm, you remain, remain collected, um, you obviously have a great chance of winning. Austin Lane with us. Got a big fight on Tuesday night, 8 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Where is the fight? Um, it's going to be in Vegas. It's going to be at the okay. UFC uh, Apex. Oh, nice. so it's there. Yeah, that's, and that's where they do all of those, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, and, uh, like, how did this come about, Austin? I mean, did this, uh, was, was this on the kind of agenda potentially even back earlier in the year? Was it, was it a possibility, or does it kind of like, hey, your phone rings one day, and it's like, oh, I got, I, I got an opportunity now. Yeah, yeah, there, there was definitely rumblings even before um, the UFC card here in Jacksonville, um, which I tried to get on. There was definitely rumblings, and originally, um, I think they had me, you know, pegged for an opponent who fought out of a different promotion, who was the champion at the time, but then he ended up losing um, in his last fight. So then once he lost, then that fight kind of got scrapped, um, and then they're trying to find me a different opponent, and then this is where this guy came along, because... You know, obviously, I'm more of a striker, and this this guy's going to be a striker as well. So even though it's more of like a competition to see who can get in the UFC, they still, you know, set this fight, these fights up to, to be pleasing to the eye, right? So this yeah. is going to be a striker versus striker matchup. So that's kind of how it all came into place. I mean, I've known about this fight now for a long time, and it's crazy because, you know, I announced it one day, but, like, when they told me, and this is probably two, three months ago, they said, yeah, you're fighting so-and-so. Then I'm like, great. And then... I couldn't say anything about it. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'll just sit on this until they give me the go-ahead. Well, then somehow something leaked on a website where somebody found out. And then I was like, well, if, if they're going to leak that, I'm going to leak it myself as well. So then I actually, you know, I put it out there. And the funny thing was Stuart Weber put it out there before I did. And obviously Stuart and me go way back, and I, I, I like supporting that dude. And, and, you know, I always give him a retweet. But, like, I couldn't retweet him at the time because, well, I didn't announce it yet, and I didn't want to get in trouble. So, like, I, I let Stuart do his own thing, and then a couple weeks later, I finally got to go ahead there to release information. Well, the Action Sports Shacks team has this thing covered, Casey. They got the oh, for scoop. sure, man. Casey. All the sources. Casey, how much money are you putting on Austin? On All of it. Well, which isn't much because you lost yeah. it last week. Austin, I had a rough Saturday, Sunday. I lost every single bet I placed, but you got to bring me back. No, no added pressure. You got to bring me back, yeah. Austin. I need you. Okay, man. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I mean, do you want me to, like, to fake an injury so I can become an underdog or something like that? <laughs> He's got to take actually. a fall in the second round. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, one other thing that we people have asked us this, but this is different than, like, the reality show thing that, that they do. So this is live, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, this is going to be live, yeah. So the, the, the reality show um, is called The Ultimate Fighter, and that's basically, it's kind of like the, you know, we talked about it a little bit, I remember, in the past on the show, but basically it's like 10 guys, you know, living in a house together, um, and then, you know, they kind of have a competition, like a tournament style, to see who wins that. And then whoever the winner of that tournament is, 
becomes a UFC fighter. And I don't think I even told this before, but I actually got invited to go on that. Um, but the last thing I was going to do was spend like four or five months with my family, away from my job, and live in a house, you know, with a bunch of other dudes. Uh, just not my style. I'm not in college anymore, so I didn't really want to go that route. So I'm thankful that you know the Contender Series came back around. Aaron Schachter found a picture for uh, the the Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch folks of you and um, carrying Ronan when he was like 18 months. I didn't have to look very far. It was like the third Facebook picture. That now, oh nice. That's an old school one now because yeah. How's, yeah. how's my man Ronan doing? Oh, he's uh, I mean, he, he's definitely a man now. He's doing great, man. You know, he's <laughs> such great. Um, you know, he, he's loving it. I actually had my first parent-teacher conference by myself last night. Oh, uh, so, how'd you so do? That was a little stressful. <laughs> oh, and I definitely showed up ten minutes late because I, I got the wrong time. So yeah. that was a bad look on my part. That teacher gives but, you a uh, dirty like, look. You turn around, give him a rear naked choke. You say, <laughs> "Sit out, teacher." <laughs> well, it's like that's like my biggest fear is going to one of these things and like, oh, it turns out your son is like the biggest jerk and all class. Basically, <laughs> he's not. He's a good kid. Yeah, I mean, he's actually a good kid at home. But I didn't know I could be raised like a little Hannibal Lecter. Little sociopath. And you really no, don't no know. You really don't know until they get into school and start messing with other kids, too. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, even these good-behaving kids, because I've had at least one of them out of three is a really good-behaved kid, <laughs> they still go and cause mayhem in those schools. So just be uh, mentally prepared for that. What's he playing? Noted, man. Like, noted. He, let's get a size check. I mean, is he, is he, does he weigh more than Ty already? And he's like eight. Uh, I mean, he, he, well, he doesn't weigh more than Ty because he's not 90 pounds yet, but he's pushing there eventually. Um <laughs> We're, what we're hoping with, you know, like uh, maybe a couple more meals here or there, he can break 90 maybe next year uh, in third grade. There you go. That's what Ty was when he played like his freshman season. Uh, but he's he up to 130. Shake. Ty's up to 130. He's getting into a new weight okay. class. Wow. We're there. Um, all right. Okay. Hey, let's, let's, we got you out, man. I want yeah. your thoughts on Trayvon Walker especially. I mean, yeah, how, I mean how good was that the other day? And, and how much did you like him anyway? Yeah, I mean, obviously, my my biggest thing about Trayvon Walker coming into the season was, are they going to give him time to develop, or is he going to come out right away, you know, right out of the gates right away and swing hot? And he's definitely swung hot. I mean, he's he's made impact play, impact play. Now, obviously, you know, in the run game, I think he's still learning a little bit. He's learning on the fly. Keep in mind, this is a guy who was all over the place in Georgia, um, all over the line. But in terms of impact plays, that interception, chef's kiss. Um, it helps having long arms, I guess. And then, obviously, you know, the, the, the quarterback sacks, which we saw a little bit in preseason, too, um, he definitely has all the intangibles to, to be a great pass rusher. And I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with how far along he already is. You know, because what I was expecting was a guy who would take some time to maybe learn the position a little bit. Um, we'd see some mental mistakes out of position, out of gap, um, have to refine his pass rush and all that stuff. And, yeah, granted, there's maybe a little bit here or there, but I think as a pure pass rusher, he's already showing uh, a very high IQ. Um, he obviously has athleticism, the length. So I've been very impressed so far with Trayvon Walker. Are you concerned at all about Trevor? So here's the thing about Trevor, and it's, it's crazy, man, because I get this in public. It's not, hey, how's everything? Hey, what do you think about Trevor Lawrence? Like, that's, that's the biggest thing. Like, so do I, which is really Tebow? weird. Yeah, right? It used to be, hey, are we going to sign Tim Tebow? And now it's like, what do you think about Trevor Lawrence? Um... And, and the way I put it is, it's like this. You know, like, I, I don't care what PFF says. Um, I, I, you know me, Brent. I'm not, I'm not an analytical guy by any means. So, like, I, I don't care, like, what the numbers say, what, what the grades are. I ask people this. If you were to explain to me Trevor Lawrence and you were to tell me one play positive that defines Trevor Lawrence, what would that play be right now? 
And the reason I ask this question is because when we had Gardner Minshew here, I'm reminded of the game in Denver when he hit, uh, I think it was Rock Armstead in the end zone. You know, he dodged like four or five defensive linemen. He created a play with his legs, um, ended up winning that game for the Broncos. And I think you're a New York, uh, New York Jets fan, right? I am, yes. Obviously, Zach Wilson's still very fresh to the game as well. But I would argue and say, if you're to find a Zach Wilson play so far in his career, I think that 57-yard run against the Jaguars to score a touchdown is up there. It's got to be in top question, three, yeah. Yeah. My question to you, gentlemen, is what is Trevor Lawrence's play right now? I would say it's the Indianapolis play last year where the snap goes high, he has to roll right, and, and he hits Marvin Jones. Okay. And, do you have anything else for me or not? Because I think, I think that one's comparable, no. and I think the Marvin Jones one against Miami, though, too. In the end zone, I believe he had a pretty nice. And, and ironically, Austin, the Marvin Jones play the other day, you probably appreciate more for, as a football guy, like when he was rolling yeah. right and, and he threw the bullet in the sideline. It was like a really good play. But I wouldn't say it's like going to end up on sports center type play. So I yeah. know what you're getting at here. And I agree with you, by the way. Like, I, I don't think he's had enough flash plays. Like, I mean, Tra- Trayvon Walker has two flash plays and he's played one game. Exactly. You know, and like, don't get me wrong. Trevor's made some nice throws. You know, like when, he, when he's looking down the field, he sees a wide open receiver. He makes that throw. But guess what? A lot of quarterbacks make those throws. What I want to see is when the pocket breaks down, when stuff doesn't go right, when the game's on the line, what do you have for us then? Because that, to me, is what separates a decent quarterback to an elite quarterback or to, like we, we talked about a couple years ago, a generational quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. You know, like we always praise Patrick Mahomes. We praise Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they're great quarterbacks. So they can make every single pass. But what we really praise them on what we celebrate them on is their ability to think on the fly, to adapt when it doesn't go right. They can use their feet. They can use their arms at different angles and create that pass. I haven't seen that a lot from Trevor Lawrence yet. Now, granted, he's still young. There's still plenty of time. But once again, when you go from a Gardner Minshew who was all about backyard football and improv, and then we go to this you know, self-appointed chosen one in Trevor Lawrence, and we haven't seen a lot of those plays yet, I think fans have a right to feel frustrated. Yeah, and I think that's where we're at here, especially the compilation of everything around Jacksonville for so long. Uh, We'll see where it goes. Austin Lane, big fight coming up Tuesday night. So good to talk to you again, man. Yeah, it's been a little bit, man. It's great to hear from you guys. Aaron, it's great to hear from you. I mean, you're a Jets fan. Uh, Best of luck to you as well. (laughs) Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, Casey, (laughs) we, we still love you. By the way, we want you to come back and do some Shock Your Mock or whatever. And, and for everybody who's listening, they, they know you can find uh, Austin and Megan on 95.1 WAPE in the morning. Um, and he's, he's killing it over there on that side. But uh, uh, we did have to hire like four people to replace you. So that should make you feel good. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. I mean, I, I definitely saw like on the on the Internet, man. We got Maurice Jones, Drew. Like, we got Rasheed Mathis and uh, yeah, Clay Harbor, man. So it's like. It's like you guys are the Oakland Athletics of, you know, like the old days trying to play money ball right now. There it is. Which I'm, which, which, which I'm very, like, that's a compliment to me. I mean, I'm Jason Giambi, and he's trying to hire these little, these, these smaller type. I think Maurice Jones drew, I think he, 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 played, he played, like, back here, right? He was, like, a running back here, if I'm not mistaken. And then Rasheed Mathis was, like, a, a safety or something for the Jaguars. Maybe, uh, maybe you calm down on the Giambi comparisons until you get past Dusada on the uh, fight night. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Man. Hey, thanks for jumping in. Jump in anytime. Open invitation, of course. But uh, most importantly, go kick some ass on Tuesday night. Yeah, Good luck buddy. in the fight.
Good luck. Awesome, guys. I appreciate it, man. Y'all take it easy. Stay casual. We'll talk to you soon. All right. That's Austin Lane, of course, and uh, big fight. Seriously, big fight. Man, we've been following this thing, Casey, for a long time. And I think everybody really in our building has, Aaron, uh, as, as well. It's oh, one yeah. of the cool things. We're all on this guy's um, and so, What do you tell a fighter when you wish him good luck? Because it's not break a leg. You don't want him to break a leg. Well, you last the time, dude leg. literally broke his he leg. He did, actually. So you go, like, hey, break another guy's leg or something There's like that. a possibility that guy breaking his leg the last fight actually cost him the phone call. Because yeah, because he, he couldn't him, show anything. Right? right. You know, if he beats him, like, the guy stayed, he might have got the phone call already. Yeah. yeah. And so, but he's a opportun- great opportunity. Sure. What are, the, what are those deals? I should ask him, but usually like a four-fight deal or something, right? So if Austin wins Tuesday night, he's probably got himself like a four-fight deal in UFC. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. No matter what. That's awesome. So, and he's, he's in that, that weight class where, you know, one punch changes everything. He lands a couple of good punches just going forward in that contract. You never know. But really also, know. you make a good reputation for yourself, and before you know it, eight, nine fights down the road, you're fighting Jake Paul for like 30 mil. <laughs> <laughs> or that. Yeah. Austin would be so mad if you still listen. Come on. He would love to fight Jake Paul for 30 mil. <laughs> He'd love to get 30 mil. You're right. <laughs> He'd probably like to knock out Jake Paul. Right? That is true, too, though. <laughs> of course. And we'll find out the truth that. if it's really a dime. That's true. We should push for this. Yeah, uh, that would be great. Uh, so good luck. By the way, it's 8 o'clock Tuesday night. We'll pump it up a little bit more over the next uh, week. But uh, Austin Lane fighting in the Contender Series. That's Dana White's Contender Series out in Vegas, and it is on ESPN+. Plus. I'm not giving everybody else my password, but Austin <laughs> does have it. So he can at least watch it back. I like, can, I, can I get on that password? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Brent and friends on ESPN 690 rolls on after this. Right now. Right now. <laughs> That's what we heard from Casey. That was just cue. letting you know there's no sound coming. <laughs> nothing going on here. Just we're starting Some the pretty show professional first. lose my stuff cue right there. Hey. Let's go. You know what? We got in, didn't we? We did. And we've got two more minutes to make great radio. Let's do it, fellas. <laughs> That's what we do here. Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz, Aaron Schachter, Brent and Friends, ESPN 690. We've got uh, friend Clay Harbor coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, ready to roll. He'll be excited about Chicago and uh, probably Philadelphia, too. And I think he's probably still excited about the Jags. I think I found somebody more positive than me. Oh, in Clay. In Clay. Well, that's his job. Positive guy. It, doesn't he like give speeches to help people with that's their positivity? True. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, I think he's uh, he'll be probably pretty positive. I, one quick uh, quote today Ooh. from Doug Peterson, and he said, "We throw to score, run to win." Hmm. What's your take on that, Casey? Like you got, I mean, that's not always the way people say it. Usually, it's, uh, some people, as Marcel brought up to me, is like some people be like, hey, we run the ball to open up the paths. Uh. Sounds to me they're extremely confident Trevor can get him down to the 20, but inside the 20, they're going to need to run the football. So I would think about it from the opposite, that they just want to let everybody know as much as they love Trevor, and he's been called this generational talent cornerstone of the franchise. This is a run-first team that will score through the air. The best offenses in the league right now throw it, though, right? Yep. Most of the time? Most of the time. Or at least rely on the quarterback to win the games, yeah. Yes. I mean, the Chiefs of all teams. And sure. the Chargers, Chargers. Chargers will throw it like 40 times, even though they have Eckler. The Raiders. The Raiders. So, and I thought that was an interesting comment, just kind of what his thinking is. Yeah. But I'm telling you, they are going, I, I, he did not say this today, but I think he's also a pretty coy guy on midweek. He's not going to give anything up. Mm-hmm. They will run the ball early. I'm, I guarantee you, and we'll totally in the 5 o'clock hour, we'll show why they will run the ball early. Yeah. We have some numbers to, to support that. Don't tell and us. And he's got to see him as well. 
And so I would expect them to run early. But again, my big belief in that is not because they don't have confidence in Trevor. It's because they need to protect the offensive line a little bit. And by the way, they got good running backs. And they have good running backs. Get them to your best players, right? We'll be back uh, 4 o'clock hour. Clay Harbor joins us on Brenton Friends on ESPN 690 next.